This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. 2NURFM 103.7, we're talking travel. And Sally Lucas, we're going to a great destination today, a great couple of destinations, in fact. We are. We have on board with us today Mac Doherty, who was um, fortunate enough to be with us a couple of weeks ago when we were chatting about South America and Alaska. This time she thought she'd like to cover another couple of different destinations in, in their repertoire, which is East Africa and China. So we'll talk about East Africa first, um, if you like, Mac. And I think you had a particular itinerary in mind, which looks looks absolutely stunning just looking at the brochure, Best of Kenya and Tanzania. That's right. It's, it's a really fantastic itinerary that takes in the best of, of what Kenya and Tanzania has on offer. Um, and that, that trip that you'll see there in the brochure, in the adventure brochure, does include your flights going via Dubai as well. So for another flavour thrown in on your trip. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the African, African section of the trip, you start off in Nairobi and from there you'll, you'll head out to the Masai Mara and the Maasai Mara is famous for its elephants, its animals, and, of course, its people as well, the Maasai warriors. Of course. Yeah. And the wonderful rift escarpment, isn't it, oh. that you go down to get to the Maasai Mara? Is that right? That's right. You'll, you'll follow the Great Rift Valley once you leave the Maasai Mara, and mm-hmm. from there is, is where you'll also visit some of the lakes, um, Nakuru National Park, where they have the, the thousands of flamingos. And it's, sometimes the lake is so full of flamingos it's just a sea of pink. You can't see any water at all. It's amazing, isn't it? I mean, I think I have seen photos like that, Mac, and it just looks absolutely stunning. I mean, it's really in your face, isn't it, when, you, when you're confronted with this sort of mass of, of animals or birds in one place. I mean, it's just an amazing thing to behold. It really is. So I was fortunate enough when I was there to, to sit and watch a leopard as he stalked and attacked some flamingos. It was really fascinating, circle of life sort of thing yes. to, to watch. It would have been absolutely. Fly on the wall. And they're a beautiful looking creature too. I mean, any of the cat family, I just think are fantastic. <laughs> I know, I know. They're I just want to pat them. I know that you not really can't do that, but I mean, I just feel like I want to go up and give them a big hug. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving right along. Um, where do we go to after the rift then? Well, from there to Amboseli National Park. Mm-hmm. Amboseli is, is famous for that view that you have of Mount Kilimanjaro, the equatorial snow-capped mountain. Um, on Wonderful. the Tanzanian side, and from there we'll stay in Serengeti for a little while and visit um, visit Serengeti for a few days, and which of course is famous for its migration, the, the yes. great migration of the the wildebeest and zebra. So it's millions of animals on the move, and uh, and that's a pretty spectacular sight to behold as well. Yes. What time of the year is that actual migration occur? It's more it's more September October. Right. Or, for when it's up in the Mara. So it travels up into the Mara, but the rest of the year, the animals are on the move the, the whole year round, and they'll spend nine months of the year down in Serengeti, okay. on the Tanzanian side of the border. Right. But you will, whether you're there in, at the time of migration or at other times of the year, mm-hmm. they have resident herds that won't be on the move, so you'll always see animals there. And that's interesting, isn't it? So you're not going to be disappointed. Oh, I don't think you could be. No, that sounds, sounds wonderful. And then where do we go after that? From there, the Ngorongoro Crater, which mm-hmm. is spectacular. There's, mm-hmm. Your accommodation throughout is, is all four-star, staying in Sopa Lodges on this tour. Mm-hmm. And the Ngorongoro Crater Lodge is right on the rim of the crater. Wow. And from your room, you've got this massive plate glass window, and you will look down into the valley, into the crater from your room, and you can almost, you can just about make out the elephants and the rhinos from your room. Wow. And uh, it's just, it's, 
really incredible. It's a, it's a natural zoo. So you've got down there yeah. um, all of your, your different wildlife, your different areas of swampy land and savanna land and that sort of thing. The only thing you won't find down there are giraffes because their legs are too spindly yeah. to get down into the crater. So it's quite a steep uh, incline, I presume, is it down into the bottom of the crater? It's really steep, very okay. steep. Mm. Yeah, you head, you head down the, the sides of the walls. And is it, what? A, um, how deep would it be? Do you have any idea? Oh, it, oh a few hundred metres. Yeah. There's, I know it's, it's 50 metres long and 90, oh, 90 metres deep, I believe it is. In and 50, 50 kilometres long. 50 wow. kilometres long, yeah. Wow, that's amazing, isn't it? So you're just seeing quite a, a, a range of different habitats, aren't you? Mm, yeah, yeah. Absolutely right. fantastic. Okay, so once you've gotten through all that and that wonderful part of the world, where on to next? From there, well, if you like, there's a couple of other places that, that you'll visit on that trip, but if you mm-hmm. like, the, you, what you can do is add on the Zanzibar extension. Mm. That's an optional three nights that you can tack onto the end of the exotic spice islands. A lot of history and a lot of, um, a lot of things to see there. You've got beautiful white sand beaches and the old stone town as well, which has, it's got all the, the slavery history, the course, Ottoman yeah. Empire history, the Persians. You've got a lot of different different cultures having have their influence. That would be a nice little thing to do at the end, wouldn't it? Mm, that's right. Relax on the beach for three days after your safari experience. Yeah. We just had, I might have mentioned you had some friends come back and they had a week in Zanzibar and they absolutely loved it mm. at the end of their trekking and seeing gorillas and all sorts of things in, in Africa. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, they were just so blown away by the trip to see the gorillas. It was that, that would be another excellent extension you could do as well, no doubt. Oh, of course. Yeah, Absolutely. You can the sky's the limit. <laughs> Depends how your pocket is, I suppose. <laughs> it, it, that's true. And Africa is somewhere that, that gets in your blood. You just you yes. fall in love with it. You hear that from everyone that's been, that it's, it, you just, it stays in your blood and it's just one of those places you've just got to keep going back to. That's right, that's right. The people are beautiful. And then back through Dubai, so wonderful. Now, this is a complete 19-day itinerary. Then you've got your three-night Zanzibar extension. But as you've mentioned to me earlier, you can. this is two tours that have been joined together. So you, if you don't want to do all, you could just do the Kenyan part or just do the Tanzanian that's part. Right. And so it's p- fairly flexible, even though this one is a set group departure. You can do it independently as well. Absolutely. That's, that's the key to, to, I guess, Adventure World Secret, is that we are so flexible in, in what we have on offer. Yeah. And we can really tailor it to what you're after. And if, if you didn't want that four-star experience, of course, there are other camping options as well. Of course. To join up with an overland tour and, yes. and camp out in the middle of the Serengeti and, yes. and really, really have that very different experience again. On 2NURFM 103.7, we're talking travel. And we're moving to a nice eastern destination right at the moment, Sally Lucas. A huge eastern destination, actually, which, as we all know, is just thriving and the economy is booming. And we're talking about China, of course, and um, it's got the Olympics, of course, coming up. And, I mean, it's an incredibly huge country. I mean, 9,326,000-odd square kilometres, bordering 14 countries, features the highest mountains in the world, plateaus, deserts. Dates back to goodness knows when in BC with massive dynasties of the Ming and so on. And it's got about 23 provinces. Now, we can't do all that in five minutes, Mac, but... (laughs) 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 That was a very brief (laughs) pricey. Uh, Would you like just to have a talk about uh, this particular itinerary I love because I've done a lot of this myself, which is the Silk Road. The Silk Road I love. That is... It obviously follows follows the the way the old caravan would go back in the day of Marco Polo. That's right. And this this 
comes across, if, traditionally it would, it would take the northern route across the Takamakan Desert, which is out west in Xinjiang province, Kashgar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you're ever in Kashgar, make sure you're there for the Sunday markets. They are, it's the oldest market site in the world and you've got animals and people and all sorts of, all sorts of different things going on. You, you wouldn't know where to look. There's so much happening all at one time. Wow. And then Arumchi, I remember too, was, um, was great as well. I could always remember all the spices and the colours and everything laid out. And, right. you know, they're very different people up there. The Uyghur people are, and look different because they're more Mongolian in look than Chinese. That's right. So it's a very interesting part of China to go to when you go right up into that north, northwest region. It's, it's a completely different flavour. The, the landscape is different. The climate is different. The people, the food, the language, everything is, is so different what you'll find in, in the rest of China. So that Silk Road tour will, will give you a real taste of everything that China has on offer, or certainly in the north. Mm, mm. From, from Kashgar, you'll, you'll head east into Turpan, where there's, you just, mm. it's a desert oasis where all the water comes down from the mountains and you can, you can buy sultanas and, and wine and, and visit the Karezes, which are the under, underground water systems. They're amazing, aren't they? It's incredible. And the watermelon, it was the most beautiful watermelon here in the middle of the desert. And you just can't believe this system that they had of accessing water, you know, from, I mean, it was ancient. I can't remember how old the, the Karez system is, but I know it's, it's very ancient and how they get that water up so they can survive with their, their produce in the desert. It's an amazing place. Mm, absolutely. And absolutely. hot. And hot, very hot. <laughs> I think it was 52 degrees the day I was there, so it was but a dry heat, of course, but, I mean, it's very hot. And it's isn't it the second lowest place after the Dead Sea? After the Dead Sea, that's yeah. right. Yeah. The, the Turpan, you are, yeah. in, I guess, in a bit of a hole and it traps. <laughs> and, uh, but it's really fascinating. You've got, from, from there, you've got a lot of ruins as well. So Gautam yeah. ruins, they were raised by Genghis Khan. I know, that was amazing, wasn't years it? Years ago. And there's just so much history yeah. in this area. Yeah. And as, as well as all the adventures to be had as well. You've got Buddhist caves, you've got, you've got hanging monasteries, you've got a lot of different things that you mm. can go and see. It's, it's completely different to what we get, I guess, pushed on us commercially with Beijing and Shanghai all the time, with these huge now cities that are just burgeoning. And you, you go out there and it's like in a time warp. And you, as you say, you're just part of history. It's, right. it's fantastic, and the scenery is so different. I mean, then when you go on to Don Wang, you know, you can do a camel ride on the Gobi Desert even, which we did. It was, was quite amazing as well. Very true, very true. Yeah. The further east you head, you head the, more traditional, the more traditional Chinese things you see. So once you yes. Jiayi Guan, really, is where this, that's the start of ancient China. That's where the Great Wall of China begins, mm-hmm. is at Jiayi Guan. And you you go and visit the fortress there that was really what traditionally they saw as that was the end of the earth that was mm. that was it all the known all known lands wow yeah it's amazing when you think about that and that's that's incredible to be able to do that i didn't realize myself that it was at jai guan so i've learned something today as well <laughs> and then you want to land joe on to land joe so you can visit yeah. the the yellow river there's some beautiful beautiful buddhist um, monasteries that you can go and visit up on the you take a little cruise up the Yellow River there mm-hmm. and really remote part of the world it's like a hidden little pocket mm. of, um, really lovely people up there as well you can chat with the monks and, and sit down and have a cup of tea with them mm, great the yeah, wonderful lovely. experience to be able to do something like that that's right there's Shahir would be your next stop on the on your trip mm-hmm. and that's 
It's a Tibetan monastery town, and so mm. completely different flavour, more Tibet than China. Right. Um, so you have you can have that there as well, and you go and visit the monastery again, and and you can go walk around in the um, walk around and and see the yaks that they've got grazing on the on the grasslands just outside of the town, and, mm. and yeah, it's, it's a very really, different life. Again, a very different life. And then right. where do we go next? From there, you're heading, keep heading onwards towards Xi'an. Yes. And Xi'an, of course, for your terracotta So wine. famous. It is world famous. It is one mm. of my all-time favourite things that I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I even bought the huge book and carried it home with me all about the terracotta warriors. It's massive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just fantastic. Mm, definitely. There's thousands of them. Oh, I just can't believe that someone built something like that to protect oh. them, you know, it's in, in their passing. It's just unbelievable. Right. And then Shanghai at the end for a bit of shopping, huh? Exactly. Stop in town, visit the Bund, and and just hit the you know walk along the Bund as as they did back in back in the day when it was more a colonial town when you had a lot of the English expats there and doing their thing back in the thirties, the twenties and thirties. Yeah, it was being French. It's been all sorts of things. Hasn't occupied by many nationalities. Shanghai. That's right. That's right. And now it's a really futuristic city as well. So the, the skyline is quite like the Jetsons, really. <laughs> <laughs> you mightn't be ready for that after uh, Lanzhou and <laughs> Don Wang and Turpan. But anyway, a fantastic itinerary. As I said, and I, I have done most of those places we've discussed today, and I could certainly recommend it to anyone to go into that northwest Xinjiang Autonomous region of China. It is absolutely fabulous, and it is in a time warp. Again, Mac, thanks for coming on today. We do appreciate your time, and it's been most interesting, again, having these chats about China and Africa today. And uh, let's hope we've inspired some people to go out there and do some wonderful sightseeing and touring. They're both amazing parts of the world. They certainly are. Thanks, Mac. Thank you, Mac Doherty. And that's our Talking Travel for today. Back next that Friday after the 1 o'clock news here on 2NURFM 103.7.